Thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. Hello, my dear friend. I am Giancarlo, the founding pastor of Victory Church in Odessa, Texas. Isn't it a beautiful weather today here in West Texas? It is fantastic. What you see behind me is the front side of our church here on West 81st Street. This is a beautiful day. The temperature is fantastic. And I have some guests here with me, a couple of birds, and they are going to be participating in our study this day. Today we are going to study a beautiful passage in the scripture. The lesson is number 73. Today, April 30th, 2019, we are going to read a portion in the chapter 37 of the book of Genesis from the verse number 1 through the verse 11. The title of this lesson is A Great Future Begins with Great Difficulties. And we read this scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Before I start reading, I would like to invite you to come to our website, vchurch.us. Look for the tab, Bible Studies, and then you can click the date, April 30th, 2019, and download the notes, and you can follow the reading as well here in the screen. This is the reading of the Word. Jacob stayed and lived in the land of Canaan. This is the same land where his father had lived. This is the story of Jacob's family. Joseph was a young man, 17 years old. His job was to take care of the sheep and the goats. Joseph this, did this work with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah. They were his father's wives. Joseph told his father about the bad things that his brother did. Joseph was born at a time when when his father Israel was very old, so Israel loved him more than he loved his other sons. Jacob gave him a special coat, which was long and very beautiful. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father loved Joseph more than he loved them, they hated their brother because of this. They refused to say nice things to him. One time, Joseph had a special dream. Later, he told his brother about this dream. And after that, his brother hated him even more. <laughs> Joseph said, I had a dream. We were all working in the field, tying stacks of wheat together. Then my stack got up. It stood there while all of your stacks of wheat made a circle around mine and bowed down to it. His, brother, his brothers said, do you think this means that you will be a king and rule over us? His brothers hated Joseph more now because of the dreams he had about them. Then Joseph had another dream and he told his brothers about it. He said, I had another dream. I saw the sun, the moon and 11 stars bowing down to me. Joseph also told his father about this dream, but his father criticized him. His father said, what kind of dream is this? Do you believe that your mother, your brothers, and I will bow down to you? 
Joseph's brothers continued to be jealous of him. But his father thought about all these things and wondered what they could mean. Wow! There is so much beautiful things that we can discuss about this passage, my friends. Let's put the story a little bit clear here for those who are joining us just probably today for the first time. We are reading the, the Bible from Genesis chapter 1 through wherever we are right now in Genesis 37. This is our lesson number 73. And uh, at this point, we are reading the story of Jacob. Jacob, the son of Isaac. Isaac, the son of Abraham. Abraham received a promise of blessings and prosperity and abundance. That promise came from God. And we have read several chapters where we are right now is in chapter 37 in Genesis. And uh, here we are in a point in the life of uh, the fourth generation. Now is Joseph. Joseph actually was a child very loved and uh, his brothers didn't like that much as you read it. His father Jacob was, uh, his name was changed from Jacob to Israel, but it's the same guy. This guy, Jacob, for some strange reason, he ended up with four wives. Yes, you heard that right. Four wives. And uh, those are the things that we can't understand why God allowed to happen, but those are facts. And the truth is, this Joseph, was very special in the eyes of uh, Jacob, Israel, his father. Obviously, Joseph was also very peculiar uh, for two things. One thing is that uh, obviously he was a hard-working kid. He, he, he liked it to do things. He was smart, undoubtedly. He was smart. He liked it to work. But uh, he, couldn't, he couldn't stand dishonesty or lies, or poor work ethics. He couldn't stand that. And he was the kind of person had, that uh, needed to say that to the supervisor, his father. So he constantly gave a report to Jacob, Israel, his father, about his brother's behavior, his brother's performance. And the brothers didn't like that. Of course, that happens all the time. There is a hardworking person in a group. And this guy makes look everyone else bad. And the supervisor, whether it's the owner of the company or just the manager or the father of the family, the leader of the group, receives a report of the hardworking person that he knows is a hardworking person and says that the rest are not working hard, the rest are doing this, the rest are doing that. Obviously, everyone is going to hate him. It's not just the fact that the person is talking. First of all, Jacob, uh, I mean, Joseph wasn't saying anything that was not true. He was, he was not lying about his brother's behavior. People can stand that. But more importantly, they couldn't, couldn't stand the fact that Joseph was a hardworking person. And especially, that <laughs> the old men loved him. And the old man loved him to the point that he gave him a special coat, a special outfit, a special gift, which always brings problems among 
a group. One thing that is very interesting to me is to see that Joseph was working with the sons of uh, these two women, Bilha and Silpha, which were the concubines' wives, but you know, not the real wives, because the real wives were Leah and Rachel. So somehow, this, these women, which were maids of the real wives, somehow the sons were considered second or third category citizens. Do you see that? You know what, friends? In, in any group, you will see that there are ones that they see themselves that they are first quality, first category citizens, first kind of people, you know, the top of the line people. Some people see themselves that way. And they, unfortunately, start to, to think that the rest of the people in the group are second class, second level, second category, or third category, and uh, the way that they perceive the rest is just bad. You know what is interesting? Joseph didn't have a problem working with this second, third category siblings. He didn't have a problem with that. And you should be the kind of person that do the same thing. You know, in, in our jobs in, in your job in your organization or in your family or in your church or in your group of friends whatever circle you are involved with if there are individuals that they are being seen like second or third category you know th that is something that is unavoidable you, you can't prevent those kind of things because there are people that always are mean to others <laughs> There are ones that they feel that they are the, the creme of the creme. So what? But that doesn't mean that you are going to see the others exactly the same way. These people, those kind of people see the rest. You should be able to mingle with second and third category citizens. There is no, not a, there shouldn't be a problem for you to do that. You know, in fact, relating yourself to humble people it's a good thing because they will show you a different angle of life. Do, do you see what I am saying? Sometimes we are mingling with people that are, have all kinds of resources, money or connections, or they are part of certain societies. And uh, so we kind of like that, you know, they are driving fancy vehicles, wearing fancy clothes and living in fancy homes. And we just think, oh my gosh, this is great, you know? and. Uh, but somehow we start to think that that is life. In fact, life is that for some people, but also life is different for other people that are social economically not in that level. They are poor if you like. They don't have the same resources, but their lives are also part of life. They might live in simple homes. Maybe they will be renting a small room in a house or maybe a simple apartment or whatever and they have a, an old vehicle and they wear old clothes and you know the same tennis shoes of forever but that doesn't mean that they are second or third category individuals you know in the eyes of God everyone is the same Joseph which eventually became a wonderful leader that's what the title of this lesson is a great future begins with great difficulties his future was amazing. 
And I want you to see yourselves exactly the same way, that the Lord will give you a great future. But the great future always starts with great difficulties. You don't need to have a problem mingling with individuals that are probably less fortunate than yourself. If they don't have enough money, if they don't have the same resources, that shouldn't be a problem for you. Neither should be a problem for you to mingle with rich people. If you have a friend or you are part of a family that they are wealthy and they have wonderful things, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable either. Because in the eyes of God, everyone is the same. So whether you are rich or poor or, or whatever, it doesn't matter where you are. You know that God loves you and your future could be great. Now, what happened here with uh, Jacob, Israel? He loved this kid very, very much. And you know what is true? is that we all change with the pass of the years. You know, when we were young, we were different than when eventually we become mature adults. But when we get old, when we are in, in probably in 70s or 80s, our lives are absolutely different. And we see life absolutely differently. You know, what we like in life, what we want to see in life, what we <laughs> enjoy in life, are things that are totally different than when we were young. And you need to start thinking about it. Because then when you are in, the, in your 60s, 70s, or 80s, or 90s, you will start thinking more and more of God, more and more of heaven. Why you will wait until then to start thinking more and more about God and heaven? Or even the way that you see people in those years, in those years, you know, you know, there are some uh, people that are uh, in their 70s or 80s or 90s that are uh, a little bit uh, uh, crunchy, <laughs> grouchy. Yes, they are some, but if you think about it, majority of them they are sweet people. You know, they are very kind. They are not uh, fighting with the rest. They are very agreeable. They. You know what is what they, they, most of them, they want? They want to have a good day. So why you have to wait until you are in your nightest to wish to have a good day, a peaceful day? You see that? Very important. Jealousy is unavoidable. Whether you are part of a family or a company or a church or an organization in your neighborhood, everywhere, there is no way you can avoid people being jealous of you, it's unavoidable. For whatever reason, people will dislike you. Some people simply will, will be jealous because they are jealous. It's their nature to be jealous. It's their nature to, to not see the goodness in others. And you have to accept that. You need to, to learn to live with the disapproval of others. And not because of that you will be miserable. Even if they are your, even your siblings or the same co-workers. You know, in a company, sometimes somebody is promoted and now is a supervisor or receives a raise in, in the salary or receives a bonus. And somebody is going to dislike this individual precisely for those things. You know, some people hate others just because they are good-looking good people. Some people dislike others or they are jealous of others because they have a good family. Some people are jealous of others just because they, they have decent lives. 
you know, happy lives. Not necessarily because they are rich or anything like that. It's just because they, they are happy people. They are healthy and they are doing things right. And some people just can't stand that. Jealousy is unavoidable and you need to learn to live with that. If some people dislike you for, for those reasons, so be it. It is what it is. Now, there are dreams here that we will continue exploring in the following readings. <laughs> because this story of Joseph is going to take us through several lessons and you will love it. But one thing that I want to share with you to end this study today is this. His father Joseph, Israel, I mean Jacob, his father Jacob, Israel, he was considering and wondering about those dreams because somehow he knew that his son Joseph was special. Down the line in the future, we know that Joseph became practically the second person in importance in, in the whole worldwide kingdom. At that point, Egypt, you know, he became really in a high position, very, very honored, a great leader. His father, Jacob, Israel, he knew it in his heart. This boy is going to be something else. It's going to be special. And I want you to see that. I want you to think of this. You have promises from God for your blessings, for your prosperity, to perform certain functions that nobody else can perform. There are some things that only you and you alone can do. No one else will do that in this world, in your lifetime. There is a calling, something special that you will accomplish for the kingdom of God, for the humanity, something special that you will do for your family, something very, very nice that you might do even for one person. Whatever is that thing, I want you to think of this. You have that calling, you are going to accomplish something and somebody listens to you perceives that in you and this person believes in you this person knows that there is greatness ahead of you that person knows that God will prosper you and bless you that was Jacob for Joseph the father and Jacob supported his son Joseph somehow our mentors are like Jacob. Our mentors are people that see in you, in us, there is a future for you. Search for those mentors. Talk to your mentors. Invest time getting to know your mentors' view about whatever they can see in you. It's possible that your mentor will see even greater things in you than, than you can see in yourself. That, my friend, is the power of God operating through us. There are greater, greater things for you, but that, that greatness will start with great difficulties. If you are going through difficulties, all that you need to think of is, well, there is a future for me because there is a future for you. Your future is in your hands. Your future is in your ability to receive the faith from God 
that will project in you, in your mind, in your heart, in your feelings, in your emotions, in the screen of your imagination, that great thing that you will accomplish one day. That is what you need to think, your future in the kingdom of God. And if you have never opened your heart to receive Jesus in your heart, this is the moment. So join me and say these words with me. Dear God, I want to receive that vision for my life. I want to receive that plan that you have for my future, that greatness I want it. I want it for me. And I know that it's in Jesus that I can receive that. So I open my heart to you, Lord. Please forgive me for my sins and take me to that place, Lord, of greatness, even if I go through difficulties now, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Friends, it's a pleasure always being here with you. Thank you for your emails. Thank you for your comments on Facebook, on Twitter, on Vimeo. Thank you for your reports on the podcast everywhere. We appreciate that and have a beautiful week. Blessings in Jesus' name. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.